If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything that you need all in one place. Let me tell you about it. Anchor has all the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, it can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it is totally free. So, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Electric Fishing Welcome back to another episode of the podcast slash live stream for you guys that are listening on podcast form. This is a live stream that I do on my YouTube channel every single Friday night. If you want to come on by, you can. It's really, really cool. I got a whole live comment section over that you can go get in, be a part of the conversation, hang out with me and Ben if he's here or just me or whoever I'm here with and do live streams and ask questions and do all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, Tonight, we're going to be talking about some of the craziest things that we do to catch summer bass and then we're just going to answer a whole bunch of questions and hang out and just have a really good time but as always this live stream slash podcast is brought to you guys by monster bass monster bass is a subscription-based company and once a month we're going to send a box full of lures straight to your front door what has been really really awesome is to see all the people who have got the monster bass box and been extremely satisfied with it And the reason that I think they're extremely satisfied with it is because we are designing boxes and doing things just a little bit differently. We are designing boxes for the time of year that you're fishing, as well as the region of the country that you're living in. That means you're going to get the tools that you need to go out and catch fish in the region of the country that you live in, as well as the time of year that you're fishing. We're also doing really cool stuff like our box takeovers. This past month, Lunker Hunt did a takeover and the entire box was Lunker Hunt products we did one with strike king as well a few months back and it's just a really cool different take on the subscription fishing box so if you want to check that out i'll have a link down below in my description go check it out i'll also have a code down there save 15 it is save 15 that'll get you 15 dollars off your first monster bass box but all that out of the way. Mr. Ben, how are you this evening, buddy? What is going on? Where have you been? Did you die and come back to life, or how does that work? You know, this is the midsummer. I'm dumb and don't make videos. Lol, that happens about every year. No, um, baby stuff. Just got back to work, so just kind of getting back into the swing of things with the work, and uh, yeah, I'm getting out tomorrow. Going to get out Sunday for that um, thing against you, and then I'll probably get out in the middle of so it's exciting, man. I mean, I should have some videos coming. It's just that tough time of year, and I keep telling myself, let's go to new areas on you know, Lake Huron and try to break them down and learn, but it's not like St. Clair. We just go out there and catch them. So yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, you will. You will. So tell us about your new job. Did you get a new job? I'm like really excited about it. I did, yeah. So I started working at Frank's Great Outdoors, which is a little uh, – not little. They're a tackle store here in mid-Michigan. Um, the company that I've known and worked with for a long, long, long time. So now I'm doing all of their marketing. So I'm helping with their social marketing. They have a guy that does their social marketing, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing really like the promos and 
um, some of the bigger things that we're doing marketing wise, which is really exciting because that's my background and that's what I'm passionate about other than fishing. I like to help companies grow marketing wise. So it's been a lot of fun, man. I've been there for two weeks now and just kind of learning the ropes and getting my feet wet and yeah. Sauce. So much sauce. I love it. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it, dude. You know, me and Ben had a conversation a couple of days ago about like enjoying work. I think it's like one of the most important things in the whole entire world. If you don't enjoy your job, you're just going to be a miserable ass all the time. And that is just nobody to be around. Right. You know, I don't, and you know, a lot of people I know there's good days at work. There's bad days at work. I've had bad days at work, but I truly love my job. Like I enjoy going to my job this year is going to be unique just because of all the challenges that I'm going to face. But all at the same time, I work with great people. I'm surrounded by great people. I get to go see all my kids and it's just going to be a good time. So I'm glad that Ben has got him a new job and he's enjoying it. And yeah. it's awesome. So yeah, dude, it's, it's one of those things where the corporate life was fun and corporate life. I was making good money, but I wasn't truly, truly passionate about it. Now I'm working in the fishing industry a little bit. I mean, not directly in the fishing industry, and I enjoy my job and love it. So I'm super yeah. excited. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yo, TJ's in here. What's up, buddy? Hey, TJ's new video was actually really, really good. If you've not seen it, you need to go check it out. He, I uh, seen it. It's actually really good. Like, he gets kicked out of a golf course pond, but it is like the freaking shining city on a hill, lot on the hill example of how you should interact with people and like how to just be an adult when you do get kicked out of somewhere. Dude, and it was just really good to see. Super ironic that we literally talked about this yesterday. Yes. Just about how there's so many people that show the wrong ways to deal with people when you get kicked out of a place or when you go to fish a place and you're not supposed to. Yeah. So it's very ironic that we talked about that, but um, yeah, it'd be good I love to it. see. Yeah. It'd be good to see yak pack stuff. Yeah. No, it's good, dude. You need to go check it out. It's like, it's, it's really good because you know, one thing is we're all grown men here and it's it number one, it's hard for me to hide, period. I'm like Bigfoot. The people are like pointing cameras at me, like, look, it's Bigfoot. But yeah, I know. So at some point you're probably gonna run into somebody that's not very friendly. And so it's it's awesome to learn how to just interact with those people the right way. But um before we go any further, we got sixty five people in here. Everybody hit that like button for me, share this thing. I'm serious. Three hundred people in here, I'm giving away a monster bass hat. 750 people in here. I'm buying a brand new BBZ one rat, signing it and shipping it to your front door. That is not a joke. I'm going to do it. Also just 300, get people, people in here. 300 people in here. I'm going to give away a Berkeley product that is literally out of stock everywhere. So there you go. Ben just doubled up on this bad boy. Not only will you get a monster bass hat, but you're going to get a Berkeley product that everybody's talking about. Ben, what is that Berkeley product? My friend. So I think it's funny because I think Maxent came out two years ago now and it's kind of been a secret bait. Like I posted pictures of this and I had guys message me and be like, dude, don't post that picture. Like, do you mind pulling that down or don't talk about that bait? And it's that Maxent. Wait, flat wait. don't talk about that bait after it was already successful. It was, freaking- it was, but what's so funny is like people have a very short term memory and like people forgot about it. People started talking back about the Z2 and people started talking about, you know, other drop shots. And now guys are just smashing them on this again, like ruining them on this. And it's crazy. <laughs> so talk about, like, talk about okay. the philosophy. Too, so talk- because I don't believe in the scent thing a tremendous amount. I believe fish hold on to it longer, but what is the true, like the, like, what is it? <laughs> um, I don't know. The scent thing to me isn't the biggest deal with this drop shot bait. So scent is important. 
max scent is important. I think it helps fish hang on to it longer and eat it a lot better. So mm -hmm. like when you're dropping on those fish, they'll actually get it further in the mouth. So when you set the hook, you're going to land a lot more. But especially in changing water clarities, I think it's a really big deal. So like when you're fishing a clean body of water over multiple days and it gets a little bit dirtier, having a bait with scent is going to help you catch more fish because now those smallmouth aren't as visual. So that scent's going to disperse and they're going to be able to key in on the bait a lot better. So I think that's like the real benefit of having the scent on the bait because mm -hmm. you can only do so much with the drop shot shape, right? Mm -hmm. So it is light. It'll kind of be neutrally buoyant and sit out there and it looks good and matches the hatch. But the scent is a big thing. The other big key with this bait is look at how matted out that color scheme is. Yeah, I was about to say, I, that's one thing about those Max scent baits that I've noticed is they have a matte color to them. Like they are not shiny so or shiny at for all. For me, that's actually the bigger deal than I think the shape. And I think the scent, the scent matters. It helps those fish eat it a little bit better, but you mm -hmm. look at a bait, even like my bass magnet lures twitch, which is one of my favorite drop shot baits. It's a lot shinier than your max scent. Right. And I think it helps those fish. It helps it look more natural and helps those fish kind of key in on it and get it a lot better. I actually think you catch a lot bigger fish on a bait with scent, especially when you're around big schools of fish mm -hmm. than you do on a bait without scent. Right. I think that scent just gets those bigger fish that are accustomed to baits, maybe to bite. A little bit easier a little bit better mm -hmm. because this is a bait that guys that aren't even sponsored by berkeley are throwing like guys yeah. that aren't sponsored by berkeley are putting it in their sponsors bags and fishing it like every everyone is throwing this yeah it's crazy dude. Whether i mean it is yeah and it's insane like it is total insanity to see the power of that bait and see all the people that have caught fish on it you know what i mean like that, I mean, it really is nuts, whether it be the MLF event that was last week or this event that's happening right now. I mean, dude, there's you know hundreds and hundreds of pounds of fish were caught. Thousands of pounds of fish were caught on that thing last week. And then this week, you know, there's going to be another thousand pounds of fish caught on it. The other thing that's really interesting is guys aren't just fishing the shape and catching them. They're fishing the hit worm and catching them. They're fishing the flat nose minnow and catching them so i really do think it has to do with the color so what's the smell does it smell like power bait or does it smell no like gold? no it doesn't actually smell nearly as bad as power bait and it doesn't smell like gold it, it actually is very kind of like it doesn't have a huge scent but when you pick it up like it's very oily okay and because the bait is that matted out color scheme it's pretty porous so I think the scent is actually like more in the bait. Supposedly it diffuses or disperses a lot better. But exactly. it doesn't it doesn't smell as nasty as power bait. I love the power bait scent. And it also doesn't um, smell as bad as gold. But for some hmm. reason it just straight up catches them. Like all well, of the max scent stuff. That's crazy, dude. That's yeah, I mean that's wild. I will need to pick some of that stuff up and just test it out and see if it actually makes a difference. But yeah crazy we're gonna get tj in here he said he's on the way home from texas roadhouse so we're gonna let him finish up his sweet rolls in, in his in his texas roadhouse and then we may drop him in here too because he's done said if we get a thousand viewers in here he's gonna give a rod and real combo away oh, dang i mean hey, so yeah i have a question about the people in the comments do mm -hmm. you guys believe in scent like what did what are people what are their thoughts on the scent yeah, you know yeah. What's your yeah? What's your guys' thoughts? So, I mean, I've seen some people say yes, some people say no. I mean, I do believe like JJ Bid's magic works. I put garlic uh, dye pin on some of my baits, which I think the the color affects more than the than the scent. I really believe scent makes fish hold on to things longer. Now, smallmouth may be a a little bit different. 
Um, but just like like salmon and trout are very scent oriented. But I just don't know if like the black bass family is as scent oriented as something else. You know what I, I mean? I think it just helps those fish convince them to bite more. Like if they're trying to figure out if they really want to bite or not, like those big ones that are really lethargic or like have seen a lot of baits, it helps those fish to get them to bite. But I don't think if you're around a big pot of fish, I don't think it's going to make a world of difference, but it mm -hmm. might help you catch a bigger fish or it might help you catch a fish when they're a little bit more negative. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's not going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't right. think you're going to drive a fish away. The only thing you can do, because they can't see it. The only thing they can do is quote unquote smell it. And I mean, I don't think it's going to make them be like, nope, not today, Satan. And like turn around and swim the other direction. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> ain't biting that shiny hook today. Um, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of good comments talking about like covering up human scent is what Greg Menino says. That's a very good point. Yeah, it um, is. It really is. And I mean, dude, if you've got gas, there was one day we were on the bay and you said, dude, I think you're getting more bites than me because I got gas on my hands because yep. you got a little bit of gas. And on I your washed hands my hands off and you started catching fish. Yeah, that was that was the day that we started not bed fishing and ended up bed fishing, but yeah. it made a huge difference. Hmm. Yeah, see, then there may be in, you know, and then Berkeley I mean, puts a lot of where we were fishing the same bait. Yes. In the same area. Yes. And, and I was like, getting bites I, I wouldn't get any bites. Yeah. Not a couple, like no bites. And you were getting a lot. Well, and dude, there's a ton of science that Berkeley does. It goes into why they create those scents. Right. Like, and so there, there's obviously science backed up behind this, this thing that they got going on here. Right. You know? And so I don't know. I mean, th they came up with a theory. They came up with a product, and all these dudes are out here catching hundreds and hundreds of fish on it. And so, I mean, they're <laughs> testing the theory. Yeah, exactly. So that's funny, dude. That's funny. Oh lordy. Uh, but yeah, man, dude. I that whole the whole flatworm thing is just crazy to me. I mean, that is that has been one of those like just absolutely insane baits. What's so weird too is. Going back to it, you can only do so much with a drop shot shape. Yeah. Right? Like, the shape isn't anything that crazy. Yeah. Oh, the, the shape's out there a thousand different places and a thousand different baits. Yeah. It just works, though. I think it's the muted color and the scent. I think that's the two things that it's got going for it. And maybe the material. I mean, the material may be... Because the material on that bait is completely different than, like, a Strike King bait or a Zoom bait. It's a very weird kind of like spongy... Sponge. Yeah, it's exactly. Like a material. It's very weird, and that may have something to do with it too. I mean, it feels right, smells right, looks right. Then I mean, they're going to eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Hey, one more reminder: we got seventy-eight people in here. Like this live stream, share it with your friends. When we hit three hundred, I'm giving away a hat. When we hit seven fifty, I'm giving away a rat. That rhymed, and I like it. So there it is. So share this with your friends. Let's get this thing growing. Um, for the people that's listening on podcast form, again, please come visit us on Friday nights. I think it would be awesome if you come over here in the comment section and started hanging out with us. Also, hit the subscribe button on my YouTube channel because then you get all kinds of awesome videos. I'll have a brand new one out Monday. It's going to be really fire. I went and did something today I've never done before, and I caught a fish I've never caught before, which is really, really awesome. So caught my first trout today, which is really cool. So for the people in the live stream that are listening, or for the people in the podcast that are listening, do they know that you're going with rug, rug rats? People, yeah. in the, people in the comments want to know, is it with a Z or an S? Oh, it's makes an it, S. Rug rats. Yeah. It's just like, you might even just make it look like the rug rats. Oh, I'm definitely going to. Uh, do so you the go throwback 90s? Yes. 
Definitely. So that's the plan is like, I'm talking 90s vintage t-shirt look. You know that like, not white, but like the speckled, you know, like everybody had a shirt yeah, in the yeah, 90s. Yeah. It's like that speckly kind of color with Rugrats tattooed right on the front in the same logo and color design as the Rugrats. You need to Bro. do that purple, like the, you know, the cup sort of yeah. look. Yeah. With the purple and like teal. Yes, I'll do it, bro. I'm throwing full back, like MTV in the 90s. Like, it's going to be amazing. I mean, like, we're going to relive the 90s with every piece of like gear that I come out with Rugrats on it. So, all right. So, now the whole title of this live stream, what everybody's here for, what the title of this podcast is going to be, is the strangest ways, the strangest techniques, the strangest tactics for us to catch summer bass. Now, I've had some weird ones. I know some people that's had some weird ones. Dude, what's your weirdest one? Like, what's the one that you people you tell people and people are like, "Nah, that don't work." A blade bait, a blade bait, or like a ice fishing jigging spoon. An ice fishing jigging spoon. Explain that yeah. to me. Okay, so you ever seen that Sibyl minnow? Probably not. You're not an ice fisherman. It's basically like a flat piece of metal with a hole drilled in the center, and yeah. then you have the two hooks hooks on the end. Yeah. And most people in the you know, when they're ice fishing, we'll drop it down the hole and they'll jig it up and down. Well, you can cast it out like a blade bait yeah. and fish it close to the bottom, make it look like a goby or a bait fish towards the bottom. But it still works during the summer when these smallmouth are keyed on bait and they won't get anything else near the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, dude, I cannot, I struggle fishing a tube during the middle of summer because yeah. my problem is it has no feel or very little feel. Mm-hmm. Man, I I, that's why I don't here. like fishing a tube, dude. I don't like it because I can't feel it. Like, I can't tell you how many times I was fishing with you that I like I couldn't feel what was going on, and I f- just didn't have any confidence in it. But then I'd yeah. pick up like a Ned rig and I'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing because I know a lot of people that love a tube. Smallmouth will chew a tube everywhere, and mm-hmm. I'll catch them stroking a tube. Oh, mm-hmm. that's another. That's another one. We'll talk about that in a second. But that blade. I have so much more responsiveness with it mm-hmm. and it does basically the same thing a tube would do. Interesting. Very interesting. That's, that's a pretty strange one. You got anything else? It's oh, yes. before we say that, before we say that, Hey guys, I appreciate anybody that donates money into the super chat. I really do. Um, and you don't have to do that, but if you decide you want to donate money, go down in the description. I've got my Venmo and my PayPal linked, uh, <laughs> donate through that because, freaking super chat takes 50% of all my revenue. And so like, if you donate $3, I only get a dollar 50 of it. And I just don't like that. So Venmo PayPal's down there. You do not, I repeat, you do not have to give me any money, but if you want to go down there and do it that way, because that's the best way to help me out. Ben, go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, thank you. A dead chipmunk. Yeah. Um, a dead chipmunk. <laughs> thank you. A dead chipmunk. Thank you. A dead chipmunk. <laughs> the other one is stroking like a three quarter one ounce too. So I'll take like a big football head with a 90 degree line tie, 90 mm-hmm. degree is key. And you put it in that tube and you stroke um, that tube like three foot off the bottom and it shoots back down. It's very much a reaction bite. And you can do that as shallow as like five foot of water, eight foot of water, hmm. all the way up to 30 plus. Hmm. And you just like, just crack the absolute crap out of it. Yeah. yeah. You let it sit there, you drag it, like rip it up hard. Yeah, and it shoots off the bottom, and like when it's in the mid, like coming up, that fish will either hit it or when it's falling back down. So, so it's essentially kind of like a reaction bot that you. Would yeah, it's like, a, like it's like that three quarter ounce hair jig that you guys do. Exactly, like except for a tube that looks like a like a goby. Yeah. Hmm. So, 
They were talking about the Gobies this morning on – I was watching just a little bit of Bassmaster Live. Um, sorry, what I'm doing is that I opened up my Instagram app um, for anybody that has an Instagram, and uh, I saw that I had 32 comments on my recent photo, which is not very normal for me. It's 32 of those damn comments where they're like, I invested with Robert Smith and got $10,000. So I'm going through and reporting all of them, trying to get them off my Instagram thing. But no, so they were talking about the Gobies this morning on Bassmaster Live before I left the house. And they were saying that like the Gobi didn't exist in any of the Great Lakes before just like 25, 30 years ago. What what happened? Like what happened? I don't know. I really, I don't have a clue. But where did they come from? Canada? Introduction uh, might have come over on like a sea vessel that comes through those channels, and then you know it just transports. But, but, the other thing, so gobies and zebra mussels, yeah, both are getting transported all over, right? Like zebra mussels are all over now, so yeah. it's cleaning up the water. Smallmouth are visual feeders, so they're able to see further. They're able to key in on bait a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And now you have gobies, so basically perfect storm where these fish can feed up and get really fat. And now you have better electronics. Yeah. Right? So now better electronics and better gear so people aren't afraid to go out there and chase these fish. Hmm. But they're getting so much fatter and so much Hold bigger. on. I got to figure out where gobies came from. I got to figure out where did the goby come from? Let's see here. The goby is a native hey. freshwater. Oh, it's from Europe. It's from the Black and Caspian Sea. The species was first concern, uh, confirmed in the United States on the St. Clair River in 1990. So the goby came from Europe. Hmm. It's very much like a sculpin, too. For those of you that don't know what a goby looks like, it's very similar to the sculpin. I have no idea what a sculpin, sculpin is. sculpin has those big fins off of its ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, goby is a little bit more big fins off its ears like this. refined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have something like that down here. This called a snail darter. They literally look just like a goby. Like, uh, you know, anatomically they look like a goby. Obviously, it's not the same animal at all. But yeah, dude, they are uh, little bottom darters. They slide around. First time I ever felt a goby bite a tube, I about broke my back trying to set the hook on it. You're like, oh, it's just a goby. And I was like, that's a bull crap. It's a goby. I was like, that's like five pounder. And you're like, no, it's it's a goby. Trust me. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a- they hammer it, dude. That's so funny. Dude, you soft. know what you need to do is go out there with like an ultralight setup and just catch the hell out of them gobies and then thread a hook through and toss they them out there. They die so and... fast. They die. Oh, really? Like the first cast you make with them, they're like dead. Oh, so they're not hardy at all. Like it's just yeah. a little, it's like a little Big Mac just swimming around on the bottom. Like it's it's just fat and goodness. Dude, but when you're stroking a tube, they'll like hit, they'll like hit the tube and you'll go to stroke the tube anyways and you'll hook a ton. I've hooked, I've hooked giant ones, like five and a half, six inch gobies. Huge How big do they get? I mean, up to like eight inches. They get enormous. Dang. No wonder them dang smallmouth are so big. Big ones, dude. Fat. Dude, so they're essentially like stalker trout. I mean, they're just six to eight inch balls of fat swimming around just ready to be eaten. Yeah, dude, that's, that's why those lakes in California are like they are. Dude, the food is just, it's, not much work for a lot, a lot of reward. I mean, and, like, and they're all there's so many gobies in a very small area. Yeah, so they can like eat, 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 yeah. eat. They can yeah. just feed up. But yeah. 
Are they like cockroachy? Like, are there just like thousands of them in an area? Do they school oh, yeah. together? Oh, so so they're only in very certain areas of the lake, and they'll move and they'll migrate, right? See, so last week on Sturgeon Bay, you heard the guys like Justin Lucas would say, "If I'm not getting goby bites, I'm not going to get bit." That's yeah. the way it is, right? Like, if you're not getting bit by gobies and you're not getting bit by perch, you're not going to get bit there. Hmm. Which we can really go like long, long, long conversation into my thoughts on you know smallmouth food cycle. But we'll save yeah. that for another night. We'll save That'll that for another night. night. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah, was the could... thing you do during the summer? Well, first thing I want to answer this question because it's a very interesting question. Again, for everybody listening on podcast forums, Swat's awesome to be in here and answer questions, be a part of the conversation. Storm wants to know, do you think that they should put trout in Norris Lake? So Norris Lake's a lake near me, deep, clear, also has zebra mussels in it. Do I think they should put trout in it? I think the lake is honestly too freaking big to put trout in it and it have that much effect. I mean, I say that in Clear Lake, obviously they do that and they, they stock like, you know, those rainbows and those, what are the other ones, the Cisco's or whatever. Yeah, the Kokanee. The Kokanee. But, I, man, I just don't. I mean, like, yeah, I, but I think that you would have to spend a absolute tremendous amount of money stocking a absolutely tremendous amount of trout to get enough trout in that place that it would be worth it you know what i mean and what's interesting is they're already stocking trout in like the rivers around norris lake but none of those trout ever make it down into the lake i don't say never because my buddies have caught giant brown trout like down in mountain hill lake but, like, you don't see enough of them that, like, the bass have learned to key in on them yet. You know what I mean? There, now, there might be some weird population that's living somewhere in the river chain that eats them. I just don't know if I just don't know if where we live is, like, the perfect environment for that. You know what I mean? There's something about it. They just don't do well. And I think you'd just be spending a lot of money on something that's not going to work. And then, too, I don't know how well they do deep. But knowing Norris Lake, they would go get in 55 foot of water, and that's like the only place you'd be able to find them because it's it does get hot during the summer, and the water fluctuates up and down. So I don't know. I'd have to talk to somebody who knows a lot more about stocking than that. But yeah, so weird stuff that I do. The weirdest thing, one of the weirdest things um, that I've ever done is whopper plopper on a bluff. Now, this is a very unique situation, very clear lake. Um, with wolf pack and fish. And so if you guys don't know what wolf packs are, they're essentially just groups of fish, schools, if you'll say. But it's not like they school up on the bottom and sit on a point, right? They school up and they swim, just constantly. They're swimming on bluff walls, anywhere where it's steep. That's the thing I've always found. They're either like on deep docks or on bluff walls. And what they do is they just essentially swim back and forth, swim back and forth, swim back and forth, and push bait fish. And dude, you can take a big, like 130 size whopper plopper on a semi windy day and get those fish to react to it. And you'll have five or six of them all come out trying to just roast that thing. So that's one weird bite. The other one is a big spoon in dock slips. Now this got all blown out of the water uh, a couple years ago with, uh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? The Ooh. dude that does the spoons in the dock slips. He's one of those. Oh, Chips Watson. Yeah, yeah, the big show or not? Or what's his name? Worldwide, whatever. Worldwide, yeah. yeah. So, dude, you take a big spoon, drop it in a dock slip, and literally they'll hit it on the fall and just absolutely freaking crush it. Um, that's another just really strange, weird thing, and like it's something I think everybody should go try. Like, because you're dealing with a bunch of fish that constantly look up their entire lives and they're getting fed their entire lives, 
Like people are dumping their minnows and their crickets and their bluegill fishing and blah, 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 whatever. And you have these bo- big four and five pounds, large mouth and small mouth that live in these dock slips that will eat a giant piece of metal. So and we smile. Away, Jake. What? And you flip a white jig too. Oh, flipping a white jig. I didn't think that was that weird. Is that weird? I and don't it's know. It's weird for me. I would never flip a white jig. All right, but so I, don't have, I don't have shad though. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is I, f- I flip an all-white jig because it looks like a shad. Especially in the rivers, it seems to work really, really well. Taking a big jig, you know, a, a half ounce, um, even three-quarter ounce if the if the current's really, really strong, and just flipping it and, like, working it hard. Not any kind of like, oh, I'm going to drag it around, blah, blah, blah. No, I mean, flip that bad boy in there, pump it a couple times, you know, bounce it off, like literally stroke it. And then get it out and just target fish with it real, real hard like that. And dude, they'll when they eat it. I mean, they freaking they get it in the back of their throat. So, yeah. Hey, but, uh, real, congratulations on your seven inch monster giant bass that you caught. Seven inches, man. Seven inches. He's a giant. It's PB. It's PB small. It's PB That's smallest cool. one he's ever caught. That's funny. All right, hey, 86 people in here. Hit that like button. Let's get this thing to the top. I'm dead serious. 300 viewers. I'm giving away a Monster Bass hat. 750. I'm giving away a BBZ1 rat. And we are giving away some power bait flatworms. Yes, and at 300, Ben's going to give away some flatworms. We're a long way from 300. I'll just go ahead and tell you, Burger, to start sharing and liking and (laughs) doing whatever you need to do to get us there because I don't ship crap out unless somebody wins it. So. Too dang gone expensive, man. I went and shipped some stuff out the other day. Spent $25 at the daggum U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. Sean Lai, or Lay says, you ever use a piece of leather to imitate a leash on a leech on a drop shot? No. Gulp used to make this product called the Gulp Leash. Or Leech. Leash? Leash? I can't say it. My, my, Did you say Leashta? I know. My, my mouth. Whatever. The leech used to be the deal on like Lake Champlain. And even in a black color drop shot, um, that used to be a go-to for me. That used to be something I drop shot a lot. I got away from that, but it catches them up north. I don't know why I stopped fishing. Hmm. Black. Yeah, I know. I know old guys that used to like run treble hooks through pieces of rope and just like twitch it and catch bass and walleye oh. and crappie hey. and hey, yeah, your rope trick did it work? Yeah, we're not talking about that right now. Just oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's I gotta keep that secret for a minute. So Codfishing 180, dude. What is up? All the way from Australia. Good day, mate. Every time I do it, I know it's wrong, but I say it anyway. Uh I gotta dude, I would love to catch a Murray cod. I say that every time he gets on here, but they that is I was been watching some dudes do that, and it is just it's awesome. So all right, hey, something I got to think about because I saw this comment up here. Somebody said that they're uh catching big bass that eat trout on one of the lakes. I wouldn't say near me, but close is Wataga, yeah. which Wataga is like an hour and a half, almost two hours away. So it's essentially like driving to Chickamauga for me. Um, but there are a lot of lakes around here that are stocked with trout um, that have rivers that flow into them that have trout in them that I just need to go spend some time on and like go figure it out. Cause I think if I could figure them out, I think there's a chance to just catch some absolutely slobber knocker giants. Um, I just got to figure that out. There's a guy Dreamcatcher's fishing, I think is his name. But Travis had him on his live stream a few weeks ago, and I'm gonna get Travis to send me his uh his contact so that we can get him on the the live stream and just get to know him because I want to pick his brain about some stuff. Like he knows a lot more about it than I do, and I would love to pick his brain to learn more about it. You know what I mean? Because he's in like North Carolina though, 
but there's a lot of those like North Carolina, Tennessee line crossover lakes that I feel like you could probably have, have a lot of fun on, but it is, it is interesting. All right. So let's start taking some questions, guys. Um, any questions you guys have talk about, you know, weird bass fishing techniques, questions that you guys have about summer bass fishing. Um, we're going to start taking some questions, suggestions, gripes, complaints. Remember, I don't take gripes, nor do I take complaints, but I will take questions. So, uh, Did someone just ask about a color change fluorocarbon? Cor- color changing fluorocarbon? Yeah. Color changing I- fluorocarbon that Berkeley put out. Is it the Vanish trans- Transition? Is that what you're asking about? Aren't they coming out with a like a vanishing braid or something too? I'm not sure. I really have no idea. I didn't even know that came out. I know Berkeley came out with a fluorocarbon coated copolymer or fluorocarbon infused copolymer. That's a new thing. But no. Fluorocarbon infused copolymer? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like, what's that? I mean, is it like outer coatings, fluoro inner coatings? I didn't. I didn't do enough research into it. I'm I'm a big fluorocarbon guy, braid and fluorocarbon, and then I use mono on top water. What do you think about those those fluorocarbons that's got colors, like section colors? I if you're a big flipper, like if you'd like to flip fluorocarbon, I think it makes sense. You can like watch how far your line is going down. But I think if you're doing it a lot and fishing the same areas of water you're gonna be like okay i know it needs to drop this far yeah i don't don't know know. i didn't really ever get the like the whole point of that like when i saw it and it came out i was like i don't i don't really understand what that is sunlight has gotten so advanced with their fluorocarbons to the point where it's almost excessive like reaction fluorocarbon and cranking fluorocarbon and finesse and just so many different things which makes sense if they're able to engineer it to that point because like you need abrasion resistance on this you don't need this but, but how di- how how different is it actually then it's a lot different like they have these tests and they i don't know if you've ever seen it it's basically a circle and there's eight different lines it almost looks like a spider web and yeah. it shows like different things that the line is better at so abrasion resistance not strength um uh, visibility castability manageability and it, you can change it so like heavier line you don't need it to be as castable but you want it to be more bridge resistant. Hmm. So lots of lots of technology and information there, but I don't personally think it's all that useful. Yeah, no, I don't I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, but I, I just don't see the fish. I like, I just like fishing line. I don't know. Hey, hundred and one people in here, hit that like button, share this thing out. I'm dead serious. Three hundred, we're giving away a monster bass hat and some flatworms. 750 a rat and tj is going to be in here in just a minute and he is going to tell you about what you would get if we get a thousand viewers in there i'm gonna start being like the wheel of fortune not the wheel of fortune the price is right come on down 300 you get a hat and some flatworms 750 you get a rat signed by me and at a thousand we're gonna give away a rod in a reel look at that i just scared away a bunch of people when i turned on the radio voice Oh, Lord. Could you imagine if YouTube creators use radio voices like radio people use radio voices? Dude, yeah, that would be we're, we're freaking hysterical. Enough, we're pretty enough where we don't have to use radio voices. We're, oh. just, we're just pretty enough, but we're not pretty enough to be on television. So we're like that in between. Ah, uh, got you. That so it's my it's my dashing good looks is what does it in. That's that's what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That is definitely what it. You know, I mean, I just get on video and everybody's just like, look at that pretty face, and that's what it is. I don't have you to be really like. Really look like the guy from Duck Dynasty tonight. Yeah, no, I like it. I like this look. I dig it. 
I dig. I think I'm going to run with it a little bit. The problem is if I wore this out, I would sunburn the top of my head, and that would not be good. I tell you, though, I think I'm going to start cracking off the radio voice every now and then. I'm just going to like roll up in here like 107.7 WIVK. Come on down to Eastside Knox Ford, and we're going to give away a card and rub you on. Never mind. Um, so what do you think about those hybrid crankbaits, like the Six Sense Axis, the Jabber Jaw, all that one? What do you think? Like I, the I metal bill crankbaits. Don't have any experience to know whether or not it makes any sense. I Exactly. Me too. Somebody was asking me about them the other day. I was like, I really just don't care because I have no idea. Like maybe it'll be something that's like, oh, dude, that's the greatest thing that ever has existed. But until I figure out where that actually works at. So doesn't it make it sink? I have no idea. I mean, I like the L-Bill. So explain the L-Bill. Oh, the explain L-Bill the L-Bill. is the deal when you're fishing around grass. And I really like to use it early season. So pre-spawn, basically through post-spawn. But the L-Bill essentially is opposed to, additional, is opposed to a traditional square bill where you just have the angled lip. The L-Bill is basically goes straight down almost like a wake bait and then has an mm-hmm. L that goes off of it. And mm-hmm. it causes the bait to dive to about three foot and then runs horizontal. So Plains your hooks, out. yeah, it planes it out. So your hooks are going to catch the grass and you can rip it free really easily. But what is nice is it floats as opposed to like a lipless crankbait. A lot of liplesses sink. So this floats, so when you rip it or you stop it, it'll kind of float itself back up. Mm-hmm. Catches a lot of fish and it's a the, the one that I use is a one-knocker sound, which I like in that colder water. Strike King one they're coming out with is going to have a lot more rattles, it sounds like, but I think there's going to be time and place. I'm very excited for the Strike King one. Yeah, I am too, because it is an exact, a absolute exact remodel of the Big Bubba, which yes, is the Strike, Strike Pro bait, which is what all of them were designed after. So Strike Pro was a company out of Europe, right? Yes. And they were making like Pocklers and stuff like that, and Todd Castledine um, actually brought them in and like told Six Sense you need to make this, and then went to Strike King and was like, okay, let's completely just like take the mold and everything. And so Strike King is able to work it out where they have that exact bait. So I'm excited about it. I'm gonna throw it. I mean, I I've, I don't know where yet. Like I get where I need to throw it at, but I, I got to figure out where that's gonna be at. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I don't. It's gonna crush on chick. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of your lakes have the right composition to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you, you want to look for a shallow flat with like a ditch that comes through it with grass growing up in it. Your yeah. lakes just don't set up like that. You're in reservoirs. You're in deep rocky areas. Yeah. Where square bill works or bandit works. This is not that kind of body water. Yeah. I got to go to these Tennessee versions. So look at this, look at this idiot right here. There he <laughs> is. Gosh. There he is. Look at that. So we were TJ, we we're just talking about how we're so good looking that we don't have to turn on the radio voice when we get like do our videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, in, we're in between celebrity where we could be on television, but we're not ugly enough to be on radio. Yeah, we're close. Or you you guys are close. You guys are close. So not, do you I'm, have a I'm do close. you have a radio voice, TJ? <laughs> uh um no, I don't actually. I don't. Okay, well, I was waiting for it there. I mean, to get a, a, a little bit of that going there. Oh, Lordy. Well, TJ, how you doing, bud? I'm good, good, good. How are you guys? Good. How was Texas Roadhouse? You already know. Your boy smacked like four plates of them rolls. Mm. Yep. yep. <laughs> you already what was know. the entree? What would you roll with on the entree? Steak. Steak. 
Oh yeah. So are you a are you like a medium guy, a rare guy? Where are you throwing on the steak? Cut the cow and bring it to me. That's my man yeah. right there. I want it moving when it hits the plate. I want blood, blood dripping. Yes. yes. I don't want it cold, but I don't want it to be cooked. I don't really care. Like I'm just I <laughs> cut the cow. I'm going guts in. Blood still in the hands. Yeah. Just I'll bring the cow to the table and just bring the cow and give me a fork. Yeah, that's right, dude. That's right. Um, people want to know you got your Yeezys on. Pull up. There they is. There they is. Oh, I got a um, closet. I got a, <laughs> got a closet. Actually, let me let me unplug my computer. Let me show you something. Uh, um, for whoever's, obviously, this is not a Yeezy thing. This is uh There we go. Oh, there. It I is. did my. I did my closet. That looks good. That looks yeah, good. I, I bought that because I was like, man, I really need something to organize all my shoes. You know, what's weird is if it's not fishing, it's shoes. And maybe like people are like, oh, that's a girl thing. I'm like, yeah, well, your mom likes my shoe collection. So there it is. And that's all right. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Your dad got mama. Um, yeah, I <laughs> talked I talked to your mom last week. She's a nice lady. Um, anyway, uh, here we are. Yeah, dude, I love shoes. I, I'm I'm a big shoe guy. I just don't want to spend the money on shoes. Like if I had yeah. the money, I would have a lot of a lot of just excessive shoes, but yeah. you know, I run, I run deep on the, on the uh, Crocs and the flops and I just, <laughs> I just roll with Can't it. Be, you know what I mean? Cannot be a good pair of Crocs. No, you cannot. You, you strap in bad boys in a four wheel drive and go anywhere, do anything, anytime. Yes, sir. Except for, except for, I've never, worn, I've never worn a pair of actual Crocs. I wore the Crocs sandals for a little bit. Like that's because you're an American. No, yeah, I, you're I, missing I, out. I should buy them. You know, he's, he's not from the South. There's something about being from the South. It's just like you got to watch at least one NASCAR race and put your Crocs on, and then yeah, you get it's so cold up here part of the year. Like it's useless to buy a pair of Crocs. Like dumb, but sandals you can wear for three months. Yeah, yeah. You can't wear socks. Okay, what are your thoughts on socks with sandals or socks with Crocs? Mm, If I'm around the house, maybe socks with Crocs. But like other than that, like that's some stank feet stuff you're talking about. Like (laughs) you just gotta. Now listen. Like if I'm out fishing, oh, uh, and then all the fish slime on the side. <laughs> now listen. No, you gotta get you gotta get the fur line Crocs and run a pair of like really nice wool socks in the winter. But TJ, you don't have to worry about that. And Ben, it's too damn cold up there for you. So I'm I'm perfectly right in the middle on wearing the fur line Crocs with the big wool socks. I've done it in the winter. It's great. That's comfortable. disgusting. It's comfortable. All right. So um. TJ, we're talking about the weirdest thing you've ever done to catch summer bass. Now, before we get into that, listen, there are 95 people in here. I'm trying to give away some free crap, and ain't nobody wanting to participate. So here's what I need you to do. And I got it all lined up here. TJ's already vouched for me. 300. I'm giving away a hat and a pack of Max Scent Worms. <clears throat> Ben's giving away the Scent Worms. I'm <clears throat> giving away the hat. 750. I'm going to give away a rat. And at 1,000, TJ, what are we giving away, my friend? I got, I'm going to, whatever Alex is giving away, I'm going to add a brand new Mach 2 combo to that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do it. So let's get these people in here. Let's get this thing rolling. Lock this thing. Share this thing. Got kids rolling up in this thing. It's going to yeah. be a great night. It's this one, too. Be- that's that's 12, 1,250 people in here. And where's she at? Right there. You can give that away. We're too. just taking, we're giving away the kid, too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be like yeah. the Clintons. It's giving away kids. All right, cool, man. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, TJ, what's the weirdest thing you've ever thrown to catch a bass in the summer? Okay. Um. Wow. I. The weirdest thing? I don't know, man. I I did just catch like a 
well, I, I called it a five because I was so hyped on camera, but I did just use like a five foot long worm to catch a fish. So there's I did that. See that. Yeah. I there's did that. See that. Um, but that that's like fish eat snakes and like, you know what I mean? Like, especially something that small, like it, I don't know. I was, I'm not going to say that was easier than I anticipated. Like I honestly thought that I was going to make that video and not even catch a fish. Yeah. So I was like, cool with that. Or I was cool with the concept behind the video, even though like I was anticipating not catching a fish in the video and just that would kind of added would add to the emotion of the video but like i actually i was like all right that's cool but um the weirdest thing mm, i don't know man that's that's i would say that big worm the big worm just yeah. the giant, the what, what, giant what, what your guy, i'm trying to think because like oh okay okay never mind never mind never <laughs> ah, there it was there it was okay so i've caught fish and summertime fish right that's what yeah. i'm talking about yeah okay all Strange right. baits to catch summertime fish. All right. Grizzly wintergreen dip pouches. All right. Uh, Coke can pop top little things. Um, hooks. Just a hook. Nothing else. Just a hook. Uh, split shot weights as like the, the eyeballs, like the crazy little eyeball. Yeah. Like you just make something crazy. Yeah. Uh, I was using a paddle tail swim bait one time. I cut the paddle off of it. The tail, the paddle just tail, Ned, like turned it into a Ned rig. Just Ned rigged it, and it <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. It worked. It worked. Oh, that's but no, it's different, not- it's different though. It's different down here. Like it's. It, I mean, you guys already know it's different. Like yeah. fishing down here. I mean, it's it's not cheating, but it's. I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's easy because like right now it's really tough fishing. Like I wish I had the kind of fishing that like Ben has right now because like I am riding the struggle bus. Bro, I've probably you caught know, like. You know what's so funny is man, dude. Like Great Lakes, these guys make it look easy. It is so tough right now. Unless you're on them, really? you're not on them. Really? Yeah. yeah but yeah. all of our Indian it's lakes, so tough Indian right now. They lakes. only caught a thousand pounds of fish like last week in that <laughs> damn tournament. And then you're probably gonna go out and wax me on Sunday. He's like, it's so it's so okay. tough. Great Lakes. Yo, I can't. Story. I can't even. Uh, I fished three. Well. I think you guys, I don't know. I kind of cut in and out when you were talking about the golf course, but the video that I posted yesterday talk, well, on the golf course, yeah, yeah. that was one of them. I only caught one fish at that one, which uh, I, in all, in my defense, in all honesty, like I wasn't bluffing in that video. Like I for real did not know that that was like private property. Now yeah, I know right. won't go back. Obvious, you know, yeah. uh, but show respect, get respect here. That's neither here nor there. I fished two other golf courses that same day and didn't even catch a fish. And we're talking about like South Florida, Golf courses where, like, if you throw a rattle trap, you're catching a five pounder. If you throw, so a- is it is it just the heat? I mean, is the heat? Oh, it's all right. It's all right. Yep. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> this dude's in the fan, like, it's doing the Yeah. Hey, yeah. can you kids tell mom I said you guys can have ice cream and a popsicle <laughs> and <some> popcorn? <laughs> Give me five. <laughs> All right, Ben. I'll see you guys in a minute. Close the door. I love this man, love you. dude. You know what I love about this is this is so real life. Like <laughs> yeah. this is so like, like everybody's like, no, you need to cut that out. I'm like bull crap because just like I said last week, if somebody's watching this and their kids are in the background making a whole bunch of noise, dude, they're gonna relate to us because we are just real dudes. But anyway, yeah. going with your story. I don't even remember what I was saying. What was I saying? Uh, something about the five zero, and you got arrested. And oh no, 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 no. Um, yeah, no. So. After that incident, that was actually like, I think that was really early in the morning. 
And I actually woke up that day and was like, you know what? I'm going to go because I needed to finish a video. This video that I'm talking about is going to come out in like three days. I needed to finish that video and I needed to catch a couple of fish. So I was like, I'm going to go to this spot because last time I went to this spot with that person, uh, we smacked them. And I'm talking like 30 plus fish a piece. And the smallest one was maybe two pounds. And I mean, there, there was nothing over, there was nothing over, I say six, there was nothing over probably five, nothing over yeah. five, but nothing under two. And they were just 30 fish a piece. It was dumb. It was just, just quality. Dumb. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. And, um, which blows my mind still thinking about it, that there's no trespassing signs or no private property or this belongs to so-and-so or like there, it blows my mind because anybody could pull up right there and just start fishing. Cause yeah. you walk through like six feet of woods, we'll call it. Yeah. And there's there's no sign. It just blew my mind. Anyways, uh, I fished two other golf courses that day and didn't catch a single fish. And like it's it's tough, dude. The summer fishing is tough. Yeah. And is it is it just the heat? I mean, is it just it's so gotta freaking be, and it's got to be though. So though I I wouldn't know the water temperatures down here. I, like I I just I don't I don't know. I don't I don't fish like that. You know, I don't know. But I would assume if I had to guess like, I mean, it's like bath water. Like, like if you're going to take a hot bath, like, that's yeah. what it feels like. When you step <sighs> in the water, like, sometimes we get in the water to release the fish. I know it's kind of crazy because they're like alligators and stuff down here. But, like, we just get in the zone and, like, we'll get in the water. And, like, I've, I stepped in the water to release a fish. This was, like, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And I was, like, kind of, like, in the back of my head, like, wow, that, like, kind of burned. <laughs> like, how is this God. fish even alive? Dude, that's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, it, did you guys just... see the fish rescue that Norm did the other day? With the gar, yeah, that was yeah, wild, bro. Listen, uh, we tried to film that video like a week ago, and mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't work, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. the water was a little too a little too deep, and we couldn't net the gar. We couldn't we could we just couldn't scoop them. Listen, when I tell you that water was like hotter than getting in a hot tub, like it it, it when you stepped in that water, you had to get accustomed to it. That's I love crazy. It out of here. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I was like, but I guess, you know, that's crazy because Gar, I guess they can live in anything like that. I mean, it's insane. That water was like boiling hot. I mean, it was crazy how hot that water was. And now it, it was like bowfin. Yeah, there was bowfin. There was catfish. I think all, all the catfish had died because the water got too hot, but yeah. there were bowfin that was alive. And then there were tons of Gar. There were so many Gar. It was ridiculous. So what happened? Is that, did that bad boy just like dry up? Or yeah. So, what? so Tallahassee, uh, apparently, I didn't know this until, recently but apparently um have you guys ever heard of lake jackson i think it's what it's called apparently lake jackson used to be like one of the top 10 lakes in the country for big bass mm-hmm. and uh, like years and years and years ago when like all of us were younger yeah. and um like it was one of those places where like roland martin and bill dance used to go to, if they wanted to catch eight nine ten pounders that's where they went yeah. and um there was a sinkhole that opened up and then i was fishing with norm again and he took me to another lake like a smaller lake Another sinkhole had opened up, so it drained the lake. So I guess sinkholes, I knew they were they were um, prevalent in Florida, sinkholes were, but I didn't know they were like that in Tallahassee. So sinkholes basically drain all these lakes. And it's great. They'll just, it'll be a full lake, and then a sinkhole opens up, and overnight it's gone. It's like, where does it go? Where does the fish go? That's like, crazy, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. uh, dude, that would be that'd be a hell of a note. You wake up Saturday morning, all right, boys, we're gonna go catch us some fish. We're gonna have us a good time. Walk out, damn lakes is gone. Just <laughs> yeah, suck into a sinkhole. It's gone. That's what happened to Norm. Norm took me to this one spot, and uh, he was like, "I was literally out here fishing." Uh, I think he said he caught like three or four fish, and he was like, "It, it was getting dark," and he was like, "Okay, I want to come back tomorrow." And this was two or three, uh, probably closer to six months ago. 
And he was like, I'm going to come back to this exact spot tomorrow morning. I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to try to catch, you know, two or three more fish just to add more fish to catch it to the video or whatever the case was. And he came back the next day and the lake was gone. And he was like, what is this? Where did it go? Who took the water? <laughs> Someone done took my lake. They, 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 they took, took it my lake. I took it and moved. That's freaking nutty, dude. That's crazy. Well, Ben, I mean, you've had three I mean, lakes disappear. Yeah, our lakes disappeared, but our lakes disappeared because they flooded everyone's house. But what's really weird about that, man, is none of where the hell did the water go? Like, our water didn't go up. The water on the bay didn't go up because of lake strain. You're talking hundreds of thousands of gallons. Oh, of millions water. of gallons, yeah. Millions of gallons of water. So, Where TJ, did you, did you see all that that happened up at Ben's house? No, I like, didn't. I didn't. Our so, dams, we had three dams fail. And when ooh. the dams failed, it all like rushed down by my house. And like the whole city of Midland was flooded. But where did the water go? Like millions and millions of gallons of water. Where do, none of our other lakes are flooded. Well, there's this thing called evaporation, right? And it's not, it, <laughs> no, that's crazy when you that's crazy when you think about it. Because like, where does it go? Where, where the storm drains can only they can only, especially some like that amount of water they can only handle so much. I mean, I would guess stop. you know I think that's fascinating because I think it shows how much water the Earth can suck up. Like seriously, yeah. 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 I mean, like, dude, you would be amazed how much of that just turned into groundwater. You'll never see it on the surface again. And it's yeah. just there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. insanity, insanity. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's fascinating to me. Sinkholes, sinkholes. Are, we, we have some sinkholes around here that just open up. Like you'll, you'll be watching the news, like 60 foot sinkhole opens up on main road. And you're like, I, I, that's dude, just I like, I had a picture of the, the, the one that I was just telling you guys about Norm the night before. And then he came back the next day. Uh, Cause the, the smaller one, we he took me there to fish because you could still it, it's there's water there but it, it's probably no more than four feet deep and like a it's almost like a, a a small lake drained into and now it's a small pond but the sinkhole you can see where the sinkhole is yeah and um I wish I had a picture of it I'd show you but I was like that's not like that no way no way the whole lake drained into that and he was like no dude drop your drop your bait down in there and you'll see bro I dropped it down there it just kept going and going <laughs> I was like no God. way. And it was only like it was only like fifteen foot like circumference circle yeah. perk circle. And he, I was like, you couldn't pay me any dollar amount to jump in that right now, like just to jump in and jump right back out. No, no shot, no chance. It was so, so scary. Like I almost spooled myself just letting my Senko just go. Like, <laughs> dude. So there's a there's a hole in town, like in my in my little town here, and they call it the blue hole. And bro, it's that same exact. They don't know how deep it is. Like no one's ever found the freaking bottom of the thing. Like oh they've sent down divers and like little like unmanned vehicles in the freaking thing. Like they don't know where it goes. Like it goes the farthest they ever got down it was like two hundred fifty feet, and they just quit. <laughs> it's like you just I'm think not, like what's living down there, bro? You ain't even got no light left after that. I'm done. I don't oh, dude, that. like I'm thinking yeah. you're gonna turn a corner and there's gonna be Nessie just sitting there. Like hey, yeah, what y'all doing here? <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. Yeah, fancy seeing you here. Oh, dude, that's funny. So I'll tell you another cool thing we got around. I this got on this like weird tangent topic here of deep underwater holes. We've got like four or five caves around here that have trout in them that are completely blind because they've never trout? seen the light of day. I've actually heard of that happening before. 
Yeah, it's wild. I think there's dude. like a fish in the ocean, like five thousand feet deep or something like that. Maybe I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but I'm, <laughs> I I've heard that. Like, I've heard that. He's like, yeah. So there's this species that I named. I have no idea what it is, but I, I have no idea where it lives. <laughs> but man, you should see it. I, maybe I was watching some like National Geographic. I don't know, bro. I've I've heard of that happening before though. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, dude. Fly. No, it's it's pretty nuts. So you go and see them. You can actually go like take a little boat tour, and they got like lots and crap down there now. But so you take this boat tour, and there are these freaking like 15, 20 pound trout swimming around. Their <laughs> eyes are almost completely gone, and they're like white, and they just cruise around in this cave. Oh, I know what it was, bro. What? I was watching this sci-fi shark movie on <laughs> the other day. Oh, and it was a blind, it was like a blind great white shark in this underground tunnel. This is another story for another day, boys. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know why I was watching it, but. Use on side. Use this flipping through, hit the sci-fi channel. Man, you had the damn worm like movie. Where they, shark? That's Trevor's. Yeah, yeah, Trevor's. Tremors, yeah, he's why he went from tremors to blind shark. Yeah. The- oh, yeah, sounds fun. Let me watch that. That's funny. All right, so we were talking about something earlier, TJ, and you just did a video about this. Do you believe scent works? Oh man, that's tough. So actually, I got a comment on that video, and a guy said it was constructive. It was very constructive. He was like, "You could have done this better if you did this." And that wasn't one of those comments. You guys, you know the kind of comments we get. Well, you should do this. You should do this. Or like, all right, Chief, if you're trying to come stand out here in 109 degree, (sighs) and if you want to try it to be my guest, I got a rod for you. But uh, no, he was very, he was, it was very, it was constructive curse. He's like, if you were to do it this way, uh, basically test one single bait. Because me, I just wasn't thinking about it. I was like, I want to see how many fish I can catch on different lures. And I want to spray that stuff on each one of those. So not thinking, I was like, okay, I should have used one single lure or type, you know, like a, a speed worm or a cutter mm-hmm. worm or something, you know, mm-hmm. I should use something like that. Uh, one single lure, one single color. Uh, and then, so I think I'm going to remake that video. Possibly. I feel like people, I don't know. I feel like it was an interesting topic, but it was a very niche audience of people that were interested to watch that. So like, I may make that again. I may not, I may make it six months down the road. You know, I don't know, but I, I do, I do think scent does matter a little bit. I don't know. It's crazy that you asked me that because I don't know how fish smell. Like I know how they like, they feel with like that lateral line, but like, Mm -hmm. how do they smell? But then again, if you go look at something like, and I'm not just throwing like random plugs or names or whatever, but like, uh, if you guys ever heard of deep Creek lures, their stuff is like, they made those soft plastics in garlic. Like it's mm-hmm. so crazy, but they work really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, what is it? The strike King, the coffee scent or whatever mm-hmm. that usually mm-hmm. works really good for me too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This may just be a me thing, but the strike King lures in tannic, like sweet tea stained water, that coffee scent works better than garlic scent to me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just off my rocker here, but that coffee scent works better in stained water for me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just weird. And then whatever. Um <laughs> yeah, I'll probably catch some flack for saying it, but like just there's no partnership anywhere. But the, whatever the Googans put in their baits, the fish love it. Cause like and it's it's an anisole, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that stuff. That's and I think they actually, I don't, let me not misspeak. Let me not even say that. But matter of fact, I'll say it because I don't care. I don't, do they get that from, I know they patented out 
are they, I guess, rented or whatever from Strike King? The Flange, Flang, Flange? The Flange, yeah, yeah. The Flange. So I wonder if they did something similar with the the scent of their, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. Speculation. So like Anistool is like old school, man. That's like is old it? school, old school bait smells. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Um, it works good. I, it's super greasy though. I don't like the grease, but it, like it works really good. I mean, it's essentially, I mean, it's oil. I mean, like it is essentially like taking my beard oil and like dumping it on yeah. baits. And it's yeah. just that anise oil, man. And it, what did, Ben, what did they used to use anise oil for? It was like something topical or something. I, was, I know it's like old school medicine, right? Like some kind of like, you know, rub this on there and the warts will go away or whatever it was. And I guess some idiot put it on some soft plastics one day and was like, hey, this seems to catch more fish or something. I don't know. But yeah, oh, no, wait, guys, somebody, somebody just said in the comments, somebody just said it works better. I assume it being since it works better in rivers than it does in lakes. And I'm going to take lakes as ponds as well because I fish majority ponds, some lakes. I know you guys fish majority lakes, some ponds. But uh, some guy just what it was is I don't want to lose his name because I don't want to codfish in 180. It works yeah. better at river, which I could see it. That kind of makes sense. I could see that. To me, I don't think that the scent on those baits that I made that video with the other day. I don't think that helped me catch any fish. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like I would have caught more fish. I don't. But then again. The way I made that video was not uh, how I think it should have been made. And hindsight's twenty twenty. When I sat back down after I'd already posted the video, it had like 10,000 views or whatever, and I was like re-watching it, and I was like, dang, I really should have done that different. Like, I should have took one cutter worm of one single color, went and fished that for two hours or three hours, or, you know, tried to catch three fish on it, however long that took, and then, this, you know, another black and blue cutter worm uh, mm-hmm. with – uh, the saltwater and then the game fish and then the, I think the, the crappy and panfish and then the bass. Like, I don't know. I know what I, I think it's tough. You're always going to get people that are going to hate. Cause I was trying, I was going to do yeah. like a dust scent matter for smallmouth. The problem is to do that. You'd have to fish like scientific method. You'd have to fish the same bait, one with scent, one without scent yeah. and fish them both at the same time. Like for yeah. the same school of fish, right? Be out there with two bait casters. <laughs> But, like, I just think there's it, – it's a very hard thing to do to, like, true perfection. Right? Yeah, no, it, it, someone it, it, might work it, it, the it, it, a little yeah. bit different. And... Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, uh, you could uh, – yeah, you just – very, very valid point you just made, Ben. You could – me and you could be standing at, at one of my best bass spots in South Florida, and I could be dragging a Senko right by a 10-pounder's face, and he won't eat it. But if you hop and skip it – past his face he'll eat it just because he wanted it that way you know yeah so yeah, even just probably. something so small as like me pulling it just a little bit more quickly yeah exactly yeah you could get so i mean do i think scent makes a difference on lethargic fish like fish that are very very tough it's definitely not hurting those fish no definitely not like yeah that's definitely my not that's my perspective and i also think if you're fishing for a big fish that's really yeah. smart scent might give that fish more incentive to eat hey one thing i did notice too i don't want to cut you off uh, before i forget no. though when i I got a lot of bites that day. It, like, I think in the video I said, if I had caught all the fish that I had bites from, I think I would have caught 12 fish in that video. But hmm. I ended up only catching three, I think, maybe four. I think I caught one on the same scent. I'm not, I don't even remember. But I had like 12 bites. So my analogy, like my thought process behind that was, uh, okay, if this stuff really did work, and they were, they, you know, they were probably dinks. You know, it, you know uh, they could have been a state record. I don't know. Anyways. It, if it did work that good, it I feel like the fish would have held on to it. 
Because isn't what who makes that bait that says on the package? Birthday, says, birthday. Yeah, they hold yeah. on. Hold on to it 18 times longer. Yeah, okay. You know, who does the science behind that? <laughs> I didn't do. believe it. They actually I have. I they actually they have like tanks full of science. bass, bro, and they sit there and they go, all right, he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all right. Nice. let it go. <laughs> that's, hey, oh, well, like, that one got an 18.1% longer than, than the other one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's crazy, man. That's crazy. That's why they say up to 18%. Yeah. They got oh, one that held it. Yeah, that one that held that point zero zero one percent. Old Tony, they put it. They make sure old Tony gets it last, man. They're like, take it to Tony's tank. He'll hold on it to it longer so we can print it on the package. Oh man, <laughs> oh that's funny, oh, dude. That's great. I, but I, I do agree, Ben. I don't think it's gonna hurt. I don't think it. I don't think a fish. You know, if if he's if the bottom line, if the fish is gonna eat, he's gonna eat. If he's not, he's not. I just, I don't think scent is gonna hurt. I don't think I don't think with bass it doesn't. Now, when you're talking about some other you know type of fish, whether it be like all saltwater fish are totally scent driven. Like uh, yeah. your salamonoids oh, are. Scent the bass driven. didn't want it, nothing. Wanted to eat that saltwater spray. Nothing. I didn't even get a nibble on that, and I fished it for like I, bro, I ended the video. I was like, I'm done. Like <laughs> I've, I've been out here fishing this saltwater spray on this on a cutter worm for two and a half hours. And I ain't even got a nibble. No, I'm done, Chief. I'm <laughs> I will say. So I was fishing for um, some smallmouth a couple of years ago, and I could catch them on regular gulp. I tried the gulp salt water. Yeah, and I couldn't. Ca- I didn't catch them on it. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I don't know. Maybe something pheromone wise. It might be, be some kind of pheromone in it. Because yeah. I do believe in that, dude. Like me and Ben have experienced. I've experienced that. Been on a school of fish and caught one and thrown it back, and it shuts the entire school off because yeah, they're releasing pheromones into the yeah. water that's just like, hey, this ain't a good idea. We need to get away yeah. from here. You know I remember, I mean? that's, that's funny that you bring that up, too. I was on Logan Martin um, in Alabama. This was like summer 2017 after the beaver shooting incident, and I was there with my wife's cousin. And <laughs> the beaver we clapping. Were, <laughs> we the beaver were clapping a 97. <laughs> We were on a school of, I don't know how many, it was just massive. Well, we smacked them with, we were in eight foot of water, but we were using, um, or no, I think we were in seven foot of water, but we were using 10 XDs or whatever, whatever the 10 foot diving was, I don't know. But we were smacking them just because it was really digging into those rocks. Yeah. And we were absolutely smacking those fish. And then I remember, I remember him telling me, he said, don't throw the fish like back where, like where you reeled it up. He's like, kind of like, don't throw it. Don't football throw it, but like kind of give it a toss the other direction. So it doesn't like immediately remingle in that school. But we, that was probably the longest school I've ever stayed on fish for 30 minutes straight. I think we were doubling up. I mean, every cast, I mean, it was yeah. insane. It was crazy. Yeah. I all saw all small uh, spotted bass, a couple largies here and there, but I mean, it was still really fun, but yeah. I remember him. I do remember him telling me that. My big thought on that is like, Imagine if there's a, oh, this is terrible. I shouldn't say this. Imagine there's some sort of danger, a person with a gat coming at your way, right? You're not going to be like, well, I'm just going to kind of walk my way and not tell anyone. You're going to start screaming and tell everyone, hey, get out of here. Get out of here. Right? Like these fish are the same way. They no, 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 no. Wait, like, stop. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find some hard okay. cover and I'm going to start throwing lead back at them. But anyway, <laughs> go on with your story, man. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like if you yeah. get abducted or you see someone that's going to hurt you, you're going to tell everyone else. Yeah. Fish are the same way. That's why I put them in the live well. I mean, I piss myself every time I get scared. So, I mean, I get it. Like, like if, if someone comes at me with a gat, I just whip it out and just start peeing everywhere just to warn everybody else. I mean, that's how fish do it. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. But no, Sean, yeah. I, Sean says uh, the saltwater scent probably makes them – 
think someone's coming to eat them. That could, like, if a bass smelled a shark, he probably does not want that smoke. So uh, I will say, dude, if like if you're on a school of bass and a pike rolls through that area, those bass clear done. up pretty quick. Or a muskie, yeah. dude, I've seen oh, a muskie a shut down a bank before. Like oh. I've been fishing down a bank and spooked a muskie off a bank, and it's done. Done. Like, you don't even want to fish it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just it's. I I mean, they know, man. I mean, they're the ultimate predator in their environment. It doesn't matter if it's an alligator. It doesn't matter if it's a muskie. A a snakehead. I mean, anything bigger than it that it's gonna that can kill it. It don't want to have anything to do with it. That's why largemouth don't roll with stripers, dude. I mean, they're just they know better. Do know? stripers bully? Lar- do they eat largemouth? I don't know. Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. a striper eat a largemouth. I've seen them eat big largemouth. Yeah, I, I believe it a million percent. I've, I actually want to do some striper fishes. So I like. I want to catch some big striper on some big swim baits like you were doing the right. other day. Come on up, like I want time. to. Dude, it is so much fun. Like, and that the best fun. part is, we'll go do it and we'll catch them on freaking spooks, and it'll sound like people are dropping rocks in the water. This boulder, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I love it, dude. dude I, saw the I, thing, I saw the craziest thing um, last week, and I was out fishing for smallmouth around a bunch of grass, and there were these mega schools of perch. And what I found was very interesting is these smallmouth would come up behind your bait, and you'd see them track it, track it, track it. In this mega school of perch would come up behind these fish, and like. Spook the bass away. I don't know if the bass thought it was like this giant predator. They probably did. They probably thought it was something bigger than them. Dude. Like they just. Well, that's why. That's why fish yeah. school. It's yeah. to. It's to confuse predators. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why sharks. I mean, you'll see sharks that'll be after a school of fish, and they'll just leave it alone because they get confused of what what it is. Mm. Yeah. We've been we've been offshore fishing here, and like it doesn't take us. And if you go offshore one mile outside of jupiter and you're in 380 feet of water like going a mile out, like it's insane it's, i mean the shelf dropped so fast here but uh <laughs> we've had some crazy shark encounters like we're reeling Dude, up like freak yeah. me out they freak no, me bro, out you got i'm telling you when you come down here we'll go offshore and and one of my buddy's boats and like i'll just i'll show it's i can't even explain it to you like when you've got like 10 foot bull sharks and tiger sharks just like charging the boat as fast as it wait till you see how fast sharks swim like it's crazy so i went deep sea fishing one time and i hooked an amberjack so i'm fighting this amberjack fighting this amberjack i mean he's kicking my ass dude like i mean i'm fighting i'm trying you know he's like lean into him lean into him and like i'm like dude i am leaning into him he's like you're not leaning hard enough yeah and so i'm fighting this amber i mean do this huge amberjack and all of a sudden the guy goes the guy that was there with me like helping me fight it he goes he goes, oh shit! I was like, what? He goes, shark! And I was like, Done. he's like, real, real, real. See if you can get it up. And I'm like, so I'm reeling, reeling, reeling. And all of a sudden, dude, I mean, my rod, nothing I could do about it, just on the side of the boat. And it's yep. just like holding. He's just like, hold on, hold they on, swim, hold they on. They go right under the boat. They go right yeah. under the boat because they're, they're so smart, man. Finally, dude, it just goes, pow! It all breaks. Yep. I reel up the head of this amberjack, bro. Yeah. And it is, honest to God, three foot wide yep. by four foot tall. And that's yeah. all that's left of this amberjack. And I was like, what was that? And he was like, I don't know, probably like a 12-foot shark. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm ready to go back now. Like, I'm yeah. done. This is oh like, we're going to need a bigger that's boat. What, that's what happens is like these, these. Uh, so we got a specific spot down here in, in Palm Beach where <clears throat> we'll go off uh, two or three miles. And not, but probably two miles. And we'll be in 280 feet. And there's a wreck, a specific wreck that we vertical jig on. Mm-hmm. And we're vertical jigging with like, six ounce swords i mean it's just crazy and you're just pumping and reeling like as literally as hard and fast as you can and then it's like you hit a tree stump bah just stop in an amberjack be amberjack 
yeah. and you just start. I mean, it's like pff, I don't even know how got. to explain. I don't even know how to explain. That's like fighting another me. Like <laughs> I don't even know, bro. That's crazy. Like when it's they insanity. Hit, when they hit it, but when them sharks hit, that's a whole other ball game. Like that's yeah, the one thing I love. Enough, oh man, that's the one thing I love about saltwater fish. All the saltwater fishing I've ever done. It doesn't matter if it's this big or if it's six foot long, dude. When they hit something, it yeah. is like the most. They just totally berserk, dude. Just, yeah. you know, I wish I wish saltwater fishing videos did so much better on my channel, but. Like, oh my goodness, because it's the opportunity here in South Florida just to catch like, dude, I hooked a snook one time at the, at the, uh, not the spillway, excuse me, the, uh, Jupiter Inlet. Yeah. And it was one of the roughest days at the Jupiter. I mean, it was crazy. Jupiter Inlet is like the third most dangerous inlet in Florida to go in or out of. Yeah. And I hook a snook on like a four and a half ounce, uh, uh, it's like a hair jig. Yeah. It's called a, a flare hawk. Yeah. And so I'm just jigging it and then boom, I'm in a tree stump. And then, and I'm like, I'm talking like Daiwa BG 5000, like saltwater edition, like drag locked to the max. And like, but videos like that just don't do good on my channel. But dude, I can catch giant fish, like the hardest fight, like amberjack, bro. I can go out and catch like 10 amberjack in a day. I'll be yeah. smoked at the end of the day, but like people just don't want to watch that stuff. It's, yeah. it's crazy, man. Ugh. Dude, saltwater so fishing, man. And the dudes who saltwater fish like all the time are a different breed. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh, they're just a God. different breed. Yeah. Like, they're sunburned. They're pissed off. Like It's just like you walk by them. It's like, you know that scene from Monsters, Inc. with all the monsters walking around the corner and it's all like badass? <laughs> That's not water, guys. It's like, it's like oh, it's 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 the, you know. They, they, I, had, this uh, I had an old head at a, uh, I had one of the old heads at a tackle shop. Dude was probably in his late 60s. And uh, he this was probably this time last year. I was going out on the kayak and uh, I just got my first old town. It was uh, um, the Topwater, the PDO. Yeah. And I went to stop at the uh, bait shop, the local bait shop. I went to go get some frozen shrimp because I was going to do some just just some shit fish and just some, yeah. some mangrove snapper, some snapper type stuff. Yeah. Hang on, baby. And uh, I, I bought some spray on sunscreen, too, because I didn't want to go out there and get burned. Yeah. And the guy was like, boy, you know what we used to use back in my day? We used to go stand on them rocks out at the Jupiter Inlet and catch them big old snook. I was like. I was like, no, nah, sir, you know what y'all use? Like, we used to lather up with baby oil. And I'm like, that's probably why you look like a leather wallet right now, boy. <laughs> oh, we used to use baby oil. We used to put baby oil on to go stand out in the sun for 10 hours? You crazy. That's funny, dude. That's yes. funny. Uh, dude, how you liking that new old town? How you like the autopilot? Man, I've, I've literally only got to take it out one time. And uh, the day, well, it's crazy because the day I got it, um, I got it later in, it was, we'll call it Monday. I don't even remember what day it was. We'll call it Monday. I got it on a Monday at like 4.30 PM. Uh, had to go, I get, went and bought a battery for it, all that good stuff. And then um, uh, the next morning at like five o'clock that morning, we were leaving to head up North to uh, Whitney's parents' house and uh, yeah. for like a week. So, and we just got home and I haven't, I haven't been able to get it out again, but I know, the the 106 the powered by Minkota absolutely love that kayak like hands down absolutely love it and if I love uh that one so much I can only imagine how much I'm gonna love the uh there has been times where I've like wished I'm like dang man I wish I had the autopilot uh you know before I got it like mm -hmm. the autopilot right here would be perfect for mm -hmm. this bed and largemouth or peacock or two bedding eight pound snakeheads like it would be perfect for me to have spot lock. Yeah. So I can already assume, like, I'm, I mean, I'm going to love it. It's, it does got a lot more space in it 
than the than the autopilot does, or than the uh, 106 does. It's silly, dude. Like it really, like when you put that motor down and wait till you like walk around in it and get used yeah. to it. I was bed fishing at one point this year, practically standing on the front of that thing. I felt fine. Yeah. Like oh, I it just, was the day. It was the day that I called you, Alex. I, I, I like FaceTime. Yeah. I was you like, do, yo, I, TJ, TJ, I, I like the current. I was in the current, getting sucked under the bridge. I was like, yo, I need help now. Like, I don't have a paddle. Like, I it was the help. greatest thing ever because, like, I'm laying on the couch, like half asleep, like watching like Survivor Man or something, and I get a FaceTime from TJ. So I'm thinking, all right, so he's either caught his PB. He's dying or he's dead. And they're like, this is the last number he called. And so like I open it up. He's like, hey, um, um, how do I get this thing to work? And I was like, you got the key in? And he was like, uh, that probably helped. Thanks, bud. See you later, man. <laughs> I forgot to put the key in. Like, I just thought putting the key in the ignition. I forgot to put the, the magnetic key in. I like, had everything amazing. hooked up flawlessly and yeah. like was freaking out because I was getting sucked under the bridge. And it was on like, that was on like, uh, it was on like a Monday or, or a Tuesday. Yeah. Or what? Maybe, maybe like a Saturday. I don't remember the day I got the kayak. <laughs> I went fishing. I assume a Saturday because it was a busy day and there were a lot of big boats. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to be anywhere near these big boats. Like, I need help now. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's oh. hilarious, dude. Yeah, dude, man, that that freaking kayak. So I'm I'm gonna pull a TJ this week. I'm doing a hot drop with the kayak. I found a spot. Hot I'm drop, hot baby. drop. I'm hot dropping it in. I told Bethany last night. I was scrolling through uh, Google Earth. Because I'm trying to, so I'm stepping up the pond fishing game. I've found every freaking feasible pond within 100 square miles of Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm going to go hit every single one of them. And I found a bunch of hot drop spots for the kayak. And so I'm scrolling through Google Earth last night. I was like, oh, that's a good hot drop spot. She's like, what is that? I was like, I don't know. TJ came up with it. I picked it up. I think I sound like an idiot when I say it. He's probably cooler when he says it. But she's like, yeah. (laughs) She's like, She's like, don't say that. She's like, you don't sound as cool. And I was like, I was like, thanks a lot, babe. I was like, that's that's just the encouragement I needed. I forgot uh, where I even got hot drop. Oh, our, our um, it was when y'all remember, y'all know Trey, y'all know Trey. Yeah. Me and Trey, like two years ago, like during the summer, we're like, I was in an army school somewhere where I couldn't really, I didn't have a lot of time, like I couldn't get out and fish and stuff like that. Uh, as much as I wanted to, and uh, so like later in the evenings we would play Fortnite, <laughs> and we would we would jump out of the bus and like at certain spots, and we'd be like, "All right, hot drop," and we'd just jump. So I was like, I started thinking to myself one day, I was like, "I'm gonna hot drop my kayak in like some oh, sketchy spots." Awesome. Dude, I'm, oh, I found a couple that I'm like not real sure. I think it's gonna be one of those where like I just let the kayak fly like just off yeah. the side and like wherever yeah. it lands, it lands, yeah. and then I'm crawling down to it. Yo, I did it. I did it in Miami one time in this uh like it was a, a residential like again one uh, another. I'll take you when you come down, Alex. It's another yeah. one of these spots. I just can't explain it. I can't explain it until you see it. But yeah, it's it. I was like, no, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here. Like it was crazy. Like. I don't even know how to explain it. You'll just, you'll see when you come down. It's crazy. So is hot yeah. drop. Is that a place you're not supposed to be at? But you oh, no, no, no. So, so again, like I don't advocate for trespassing and stuff, but hot drop is more along the lines of, so the, the original time, the first time I ever did it, there's a, I'll send you guys screenshots of where it is after this. So it'll make more sense to you, but there's these houses and apparently like Dan Marino used to live in one of these houses and like none of these houses are under like three or $4 million, but the, the surrounding lake we'll call it it's canal fed so it's technically i guess like a really deep canal but it's like it looks like a lake um you can park at like a dentist office and 
kind of fish there. There's no signs that say you can't. So, and nobody says anything to you when you do uh, and people see you there. But I was like, there's plenty enough room here for me to drop a kayak. So I'm going to hot drop my kayak in right here. So anyways, I think, I think I still have this clip and I've been thinking about making a video with it. I don't know though, but for 17 minutes, I was fishing for this. I let my GoPro run the whole time. I was letting, I was uh, fishing for this bed and peacock bass. There was like, there was like, this was back in like March. There was like yeah. two bass on a bed, probably like 10 feet apart. And there was like two separate peacock beds that were like another 10 feet apart. So it was like every five feet, there was a bed. It was really weird. And it was a really big peacock. And I was like, all right, I want to catch that fish. So this guy comes out in his backyard. And again, like I looked up the, the house on Zillow and he's obviously owned the house since I think 1998. The house is over $6 million. <laughs> so he comes out in his backyard. I'm in this guy's like backyard, like nose of the kayak on the bank. Like, cause I need yeah. to, I didn't have the spot lock. I needed to sit yeah. still to catch this fish. So like I'm fishing for this fish and he comes out and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm baking a pie. What are you doing? Yeah, what do you mean? What am I doing? Obviously, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm just fishing, man. Like, I'm just trying to catch this fish right here. And I tell him, I'm like, hey, watch your step because there's a big, there's like a four foot long snake right there. And he looks down and he's standing right next to this like four foot long water moccasin. Like, I'm like, just be careful, you know. And there's alligators in here too, in case you didn't know. But um, so I'm fishing for this fish, and like the whole time he's like, so you live around here? I was like, oh yeah, it's just down there. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, what's your address? I, I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to the bridge. And he's like, yeah, oh, okay, okay. And he's like, what do you use to catch these fish? And I, I, I like, I stopped what I was doing. I pulled these baits out. I was talking about them first. I've got all this on GoPro somewhere. And uh, I was like, explaining to him all the baits, like uh, the Peahawks, the little hair jigs, the Zoom flukes, like all kinds of stuff. And so I hand this guy all these baits and he's like, thanks, man. You know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my son fishing or whatever. And, and, uh, he was like, so what'd you, what'd you, where'd you say you from around here? You said you, you, what was your address again? <laughs> I was like, and this went on for like 17 minutes, bro. And I just beat him. I was trying to catch his fish, bro. I was like, oh yeah, you just going to the two bridges. You just trying to, yeah. Go on that way. <laughs> Bridge, just down to the left. His name is Tom with a yellow raincoat. He'll take oh, you to the left. Go and get your I was like, it was so funny. I was like, he's going around the corner. It's on the bridge. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, you're cool, man. That's, that's great. No, you needed this. You can tell. Like, he was not. Oh, I would. If I posted this video, it would be unedited. It would be so funny. It's just straight raw footage. It would be so funny. I got to find the clip, though. But uh, he, he was so pressed that I was. I, I don't know what he was thinking. I get It was either. It was either his daughter or his granddaughter. I don't know. The guy looked to be maybe in his mid-50s. Yeah. And it was a younger girl, probably, if I had to take a guess, 16, 17, 18 years old, maybe, walked out, out back of the house and got in the pool. They're, they're, the pool was gated in, but, like, their whole backyard was not. They, they had, yeah. like, 30 yards in their backyard, and then it was gated for the pool. So I don't know, like, I don't know what he thought. I don't, but obviously what he thought was not good because he was pressed because I was in his backyard fishing. <laughs> well, I say his backyard. I was on the lake, obviously. I just kind of was nudged up to the bank, but I was finally like, okay, this guy's going to like call somebody if I don't go. And like, not that he could do anything because like the, You're what is that water. called? 
the uh, the, the easement or whatever. Like I'm on the yeah, water, fifteen like, feet. Nothing, yeah. yeah, there's nothing he can do whatsoever. But I still don't want to cause no trouble. So I was like, all right, man, you know, good luck with him baits. <laughs> I'm gonna go to my house around the under the bridge. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go over here. It's you know, it's big like yours. It's great. My Ferrari. I'll go get my Ferrari. It'll be, it'll be, yeah. it'll be fun, but, dude. Uh, uh, he was he was. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna screenshot one of the houses. We can move on to the next topic, but I'll I'll show you guys. It so, was dude, great. have you seen have you seen the cat on TikTok that's been doing the videos where he'll speak like normal like english for a second and then he just starts talking gibberish no no i don't think so oh god dude i'll have to send you some so like he pulls up to the drive-thru and he's like hey y'all got any extra bags and like the people drive through like <laughs> oh yeah. what yeah and he's like y'all got any extra bags and the and the lady's like um no <laughs> he's like he's like oh what you do with extra bags and the lady's like um we throw them away, and I mean, dude, it is just like I can see TJ standing out there and be like, "So where do you live? You go down there, and, you know, to the left, I mean, no home, babe. Yeah, yeah. Don't stay there. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, I, I have so much fun down here because I don't like. It's not like I, I don't start my day. Like I said, in my video I posted yesterday. I don't start my day by like, who can I piss off today? Like I don't, yeah. I don't. But like when people, and a lot of what it is, man, and Ben, I know you live up north. No disrespect to anybody that lives up north. Please don't take this the wrong way. But it's all these like super rich old white people from like way up north, and they're like they they just they don't understand like fishing. They don't understand what it's like to be a fisherman in Florida. Like. If there's a golf course, we're probably gonna fish it. If there's no signs that say "Don't fish here," like, like it's gonna, we're gonna fish there. And like, yeah. because people, people, I get questions uh, quite often. Well, why don't you go fish on the lake? Like, why would I go fish on the lake? Have you seen? I'll show you in a second. Have you seen South Florida? What it looks like? Why would I waste my not waste my time on Okeechobee? But like, fishing is supposed to be fun, right? Like, yeah. I have fun going to fish golf courses and and like canals and and streams it is, and it's very like, different down by you man like that doesn't exist here yeah yeah and people that's what i'm saying is like when when people oh god uh, another one got flared up the other day i was on this 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 community right and he was like this is a private country club i'm like well it's not because if there was there would be a gate and there would be a hundred signs right here telling me not to park here and not to fish here and not to trespass here and just to make you even more mad, the guy that owns the place gave me permission to fish here. Uh, bro, <laughs> mad, bro, he was so mad. Well, I'm calling the cops. I'm calling him. All right, call him. I got the guy. I'm gonna call the guy that told me I could fish here. He owns this place, this whole place, your house. He owns it. Like all this. <laughs> it's like Bruce Wayne. He owns everything here. This it was his, it, like the guy, the guy that owns all of it. Like his kid watched my videos. Like watches my videos and was like. He was like, oh, "Well, he got packs fish in this golf course, like, and my dad owns all of it." And I'm like, and then like, end up, uh, one of the guys come to kick me off that golf course. Actually, like six months ago, me and some dudes I work with, like, we were in, like in uniform and everything. We were just on lunch. We were like, "Let's just go fish here." There's no nothing saying we can't. Yeah. And then um, guy pulls up to us on a golf cart. He's like, "Hey, you know, you guys can't, you guys can't fish here or whatever." And uh, I think it was like I got a DM or something like that, and it was like, "No, no, no." It's like my dad owns all that. Come back and like fish or whatever. I was like, "Yeah, no." No golf course, like you gotta be, you gotta be dummy rich to own. Yeah, he's dummy Mario rich. Owns the golf course, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. 
right, how'd you get permission to uh to to fish this golf course i bought the golf course oh yeah okay yeah, well yeah, I, yeah cool then yeah, matter of fact go back in your house go back you know yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> you need to just be back in your house sir thank you yeah. uh dude I no, so picture, I w- alex uh on your i don't know if you got the first picture yet it's of a um it's of a house, and I think oh it's my god, fourteen million dollars. And there were there were all along the uh, the eastern bank right there that you see. So that it's uh, rock. That light green is rock, and then yeah. that dark is just straight drop. It's straight drop. I don't know how it's probably thirty feet deep. I couldn't tell you, but um, it is. Uh, there were probably thirty peacock bass right there, and I smoked all of them. That is <laughs> god. <laughs> Dude, that's not a house. That's a compound. Yeah, that I mean, is like, that's that exactly is, what that's it is. like Waco compound crap right that, there. That dude. picture doesn't do any justice, like of of seeing it in person. But I'm going to show you guys what it's like to be. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to change my map because if you were to look at my map, like it wouldn't make any sense. This is my. We give it the focus. See all the yellow dots. That's all Hell my yeah. spots. Hell yeah! I'm going to change my map so you guys can see like what it looks like down here. That's crazy. And I'm just going to zoom in on like a random area. Oh, let's see. So this, if we can get it to focus, see all that water? Mm-hmm. That that's is a, ridiculous. Dude. That's a one-mile radius. One single mile. And it just, there's water and water. There's so many pond Guys, listen. I could fish a different body of water five times a day for the next five years straight and not touch the same body of water. Like, there's that much water down here. And that's all of... That's West Palm Beach. It's not going to focus. That's West Palm Beach. Well, kind of like Port St. Lucie all mm-hmm. the way down to Miami. That's what it all looks like. I mean, that's wild. It's, it's absurd. And that's that's like people ask me, like, why don't you want to go on, like fish on Okeechobee? Like, because number one, like I don't have a boat. And number two, like I'm not that great of a fisherman. Like if I was, I'd go out there and struggle on Okeechobee all day. I would spend so much money trying to make that happen. And then I would catch maybe one fish. Matter of fact, I've fished Okeechobee like a handful of times since I've been here, and I've only caught one fish every single time. And the people that I've been, I went out there with a guide. A guide. And we only caught one fish apiece. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's, Okeechobee's just that bad right now. That's why, and like, yeah. our next resort, we don't have like smaller lakes, like kind of everywhere else in the country does. We mm-hmm. just have ponds everywhere. Ponds. Mm-hmm. And like, there are a lot of times, if you go on Google Earth, you on your computer, you can go on Google Earth, and you can, you can select the... Uh, the year marker. You can go back mm-hmm. in time, right? So a lot of these guys that are asking me this question, well, well, you only fish stock ponds. Well, I do fish a lot of golf course ponds and I do fish a lot of, I don't know if they're stocked or not, but I do fish a lot of places like that. But a lot of the place, I would say 70% of the places that I do fish are old, old, old bodies of water that were, uh, what is that word? Dredged. They were yeah. dredged out. They were made to look pretty. Right. And, mm-hmm. and houses built around them. So they're old water with old fish. Uh, they're natural water with old fish. Um, I actually only fish uh, a few places that were dug out and, you know, made into ponds. And even then, those are really old because you don't get you don't get eight pounders in ponds like that are new. Like, you don't that just don't happen. Like mm-hmm. fish grow into that. But no, that's a it's that's just kind of like what we have down here. It's so it's so different. And that's why, like in one of my videos, you'll see me hit like. 10 bodies of water in one day, but like I'll literally start at like right here and work my way to like right here. And yeah. like, <laughs> like it's not even a mile. Park square. Truck? This lake. Oh yeah. I just parked my truck. So like Lake Charles park right here. Right. 
So this and some somebody watching down here from South Florida is going to steal one of my spots. But uh, Lake Charles Park, I'll park my truck right there. And this whole lake right there, it will take me probably four and a half hours to walk around that whole thing. And that's literally all in uh, people's like, that's all houses. Like you walk around that entire thing. Like, Dude, no wonder you get kicked out all the time. I mean, like, I don't mean that negatively, but this is all of those cars. That's just, that's just, that's just life down there. No. And then people, people think a lot of times people think that like, now there are people that do make videos down here that do things like that intentionally to get a rise yes. out of people. Yes. And you can tell, but like every single time somebody's like, unless you just come at me like a certain type of way, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, we got, there was this one crazy insane spot in Miami. That's like, it's a pond, but it's super, it's old. It's natural. It's a lime. It's one of those limestone pond. And it was like 20 feet deep, just up from bank drop. And there's, there's no, no peacock bass in there is under five pounds. I mean, it's stupid. It's like Amazon river peacock bass in there. And we were fishing there one time and a guy comes out there screaming his head off. And I'm like, all right, man, like you, I didn't say not one word, but I'm thinking in my head the whole time, like, bro, like there's a thousand other ways that you could have dealt with us. Like there's a thousand other ways you could have went about doing that. I'm going to leave without saying a word. And I left expeditiously, very fast. I left because I'm not trying to get the police called and like, I'm not trying to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Uh, But also I'm like, okay, if that guy came from zero to a hundred, if he came at us at a hundred, he probably does this five times a day. He probably kicks people out of his backyard five times every day. Yeah. But, yeah, it just, it, it, it's 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 um and, and you know oh my goodness good I could go on and on and on about this for hours I wish that everybody that's like oh you only fish those places or you you get kicked out ever like and they look at it in a negative way I I, I wish I, ha- I made enough money to like invite them down here for three days to go on the the South Florida fishing experience like and just show them what it's like but there's absolutely no way you could do that for everybody and I understand that so and you can't please everybody and if you try to then I mean you'll just be I don't know. <laughs> don't you'd be miserable. Uh, dude, if you try to please everybody, you'd just be miserable. Yeah, I want yeah. dude, I gotta come down. I'm gonna come experience that this winter. Yeah, dude, I, I, hey, I'm bring your like, shoes, bro. It ain't nothing for us to walk seven miles in a day just to make one video. Like dude, I'm down. Like I'm gonna come yeah. down there and just I wanna do it because I mean I think you know what is super unique about where each one of us live is Ben's got a thousand lakes that he can go put his boat in that are tiny and catch a lot of fish. I've got creeks and rivers yep. that I can go wade in and catch 15 different species in one yep. day. And you've got these freaking insane ponds. You know what I mean? Yep. It's each place just has something cool and different. I mean, like today yep. I went and hung out with a guy, um, Creek fishing adventures and dude, this, this guy is, he's like this, the Creek fishing man. And like every Creek he goes to and like, what was so cool about hanging out with him? He was like, dude, what will be fun today is the fact that we're not going to catch a lot of big fish, but there's no telling what you're going to catch. And bro, I ended up catching red eye bass. I caught my first trout. I caught a smallmouth. I caught yep. a freaking creek chub, like in just all on little lot lures, just having a freaking ton of fun, dude. So, I mean, it's it's so cool to see all the differences from freaking Florida to Michigan. You know, yeah, no, I mean? it's, yeah, it's insane. I, I would like to do a uh, and. <clears throat> we'll talk offline about this, but maybe we could do something where like we start down here, like us three, maybe start down here, do a week here, a week at Alex's a week at Ben's. And like this for all, for all, well, I know you two have already like kind of like fished together. Like mm-hmm. I've never, well, I fished with you 
four or five times, Alex. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't truly know what it's like to fish, you know, your area. We we caught a couple smallmouth and a couple largemouth, but mm-hmm. like Ben, I would be completely out of my element. I'd be like, Where's the cast net? Like I don't Dude, I remember ah. the first time I, like that's what's so cool. I remember the first time Alex came out on the Great Lakes with me. And like it's it's an ocean. I mean it's mind blowing. Yeah. It's crazy. Mind blowing. So like it's, it's cool like you to say. see like different things. And the first time I was on Norris, or the first time I was on um I don't know, Alex and I went somewhere else that we fished. Oh yeah. Up well, the river. Uh, yeah, up in the river. And yeah. um Man, I mean, even going down to see all those ponds, it's just so different, man. Like everything is. So I mean, different. like, dude, I would love to do it like to the extreme where it's like something super Tennessee, something super Florida. Like TJ, I want to bring you up here when they're discharging a hundred thousand units out of the dam and the boat's going nine miles an hour without touching the trolling motor, and we're throwing three quarter ounce six inch swim baits and catching five pound smallmouth. Like, you know, like, dude, just crazy crap like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's the kind of stuff. I want to let you guys experience what it's like to fish these Tennessee River System lakes. But then that's come down there and... Yeah, that's what I want to do too, man. Just like, I want to get that experience of yours, and then I want to give you mine. Like, you yes. know what I mean? Like, it yes, just sounds bro. so much fun, dude. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's well, guys, the I got I to gotta get to bed because I'm getting up in a couple hours to go fishing for tomorrow. So. Yeah. Well, I think I'm probably going to go to bed myself because I got to get up and sleep in the morning. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) We got to go find these videos, baby. We got to. Yeah, I got a video to upload. I just got done editing one. So I'll probably upload that video and then and then I'm heading off to bed. TJ, when's your next video come out? Monday evening. It's like 615, 715? Mm, Six something. Six something. Ben, when's your next video come out? Uh, when's your next video coming out, Alex? Monday, <laughs> Monday, eight fifteen p.m. Eastern Time. Be there, be square. Um, but yeah, TJ, thank you for stopping by, buddy. Thanks for yes, having me, dude. It was good talking, Benjamin. To you, thank you for finally coming back on a live stream with me. You're welcome. Thank yep. you for All having right. me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thank you guys for watching. As always, all 160. Go hit that like button for me. Also, go down in the description. I have links to TJ Ben. Go check them out. Um, again, as always, if you want to donate money. The Venmo and the PayPal's down there. Don't do it in Super Chat because they take 50% because YouTube's communist. Um, and that's just how that works. Welcome. Um, but as always, you guys are sweet. And thank you for watching. Bye. Peace.